At Deland Gibson, we strive to educate our clients and the public on finer aspects of risk. For this podcast, BOR stands for Brothers of Risk. Chip and Ted Gibson will dive into important topics on risk management, personal and commercial insurance, employee benefits, HR consulting, and what's going on at DG. We will try to translate the complicated contract and policy-laden insurance world into pragmatic advice, all while bantering as brothers and partners at Deland Gibson. Okay, so Delane Gibson has been selected as an IBA Top Insurance Workplace for 2020. This is an honor for our agency to be awarded and something DG has worked very hard to earn. In today's episode, we're combining our two company podcasts, The Risky Chicks and Brothers of Risk, to do a special edition episode. We will be covering all things DG, the process we went through to win the award, and exciting company initiatives going forward to continue to be a top insurance workplace. So... Questions for Brothers of Risk from the Risky Chicks to start. What does it mean to you guys as owners and brothers of Delane Gibson to be awarded this? All right. Well, thank you, Caitlin. Um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. I'd say it's something that didn't happen overnight and something that we've been working on for a really long time. Uh, I know we'll, we'll touch on this a little later, but it, it goes into our strategic planning process, focusing on goals and really identifying um, culture and the workforce at DG and and really focusing on that and trying to improve it. I would say some of the trials and tribulations over the years was that um, we found it's much easier to implement process, but a lot harder to have the culture keep up with that process. Like you can put things in place, but getting people to actually do all that is the hardest part. So um, it's it's what took a long time, but it's paid off. And I think all the things encompasses Delane Gibson um, really show that you know insurance can be I guess fun um, people can enjoy each other's company when we actually were working in the office um, but I also think that the the strong culture and ability for us to work together translated really well to um, when we had to go virtual or you know everyone started to work from home due to COVID so um so yeah, a lot of things have, have gone right, and it's just been a lot of hard work from the top to the, to, to the bottom of, of DG. Everyone at DG has been involved to make it a better place, so uh, we really appreciate it. And I, I also echo a lot, a lot of Chip's comments, but I think what's the best thing for, for me to understand and, and, and really realize through getting this award is that people enjoy working at Delaney Gibson. They, they enjoy their employees. They enjoy coming to work. Although coming to work hasn't happened over the last couple of months, I think we still have that camaraderie uh, over Zoom, over Microsoft Teams, over all those, you know, web-based platforms to communicate. It really just shows that our culture is great, our people are great, and, and they have a fun time doing what they do. Yeah, and, and to even elaborate a little more uh, what Ted said, <clears throat> we mentioned culture a lot, and that's kind of hard to put your thumb on it. Um, but I, I don't think that's something that you can just, you know, it's not turnkey. You can't just set it up and go. It's something you have to constantly work on. Um, kind of like my golf game. Or maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> I constantly have to work on that to be a serviceable <laughs> golfer. But, um, but kidding aside, it's something you always have to keep front of mind. And, it's, and it's, you know, it goes even to your decision-making processes around everything. You want to think about how it's going to affect the people. You've got to think about how you say things. 
because you could even have the best intentions in mind. If you say it the wrong way, it doesn't go well. So everything needs to be focused on, um, you know, taking care of the people you work with and really caring about them. And what aspect of DG do you guys think stands out the most compared to other agencies? Well, I think Wayne's Award is the first one. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, coming to the insurance industry uh, in my 20s, it, it certainly was, you know, not the industry it is today. But over the 12 years I've been at Delane Gibson in the insurance industry, I've, th I've seen things change internally with Delane Gibson that, you know, I feel separates us from, from other insurance agencies. From our strategic planning to our you know, company events to all the great people that work here, you know, it, it really drives the the environment at DG to to be cutting edge, to be uh, to have our employees, you know, eat, sleep, and breathe our core values is really something that you know we we try to focus on and. Our core values is what drives us, and I feel that's what is, is one reason what that separates us from our competition, essentially. Yeah, and this is um, this is Chip Gibson, and, and, and jumping on to my version of, of this, what stands out versus other agencies is um, we. Ted mentioned the, this award, but we've won a, a few other awards. And again, th things didn't happen overnight. We won the five-star, the MAIA, so Mass Massachusetts Insurance Agents Association, awarded us five-star, I think almost 20 years ago, which, which was really a, um, we were one of the first in the state to be awarded that, that award. And um, that's a holistic uh, assessment of, of everything that goes into um, like st stuff like this as far as compensation and benefits, but also how we reach out to clients, how we touch base, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a long, involved process. And then last year we were awarded uh, a best practices agency. So that is, goes out to really the top 1% of, of agents in the country, and that's more financial metrics and whatnot. So um, it's uh, across the board we've been honing in and, and really um, doing much better, and it's, um, it's just been a lot of hard work. But those are two external, uh, or three external awards. Some of the stuff that I think really that lends itself to um, what we do and why is some of like the, I don't know, it sounds corny, like the DG secret sauce, but the way we think about things is we want everyone's input in the office. We want, because everyone, um, everyone has their own unique take on, on how DG works, from dealing with clients from dealing with accounting, from dealing with marketing. You're, everyone's thinking differently about how we interact with the public. Um, and so we've set up different different teams internally. So we, we have, a, and, you know, I don't think many agents out there have a client experience committee. And a client experience committee, when I actually show up to those meetings, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Calm yourself <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but those are really, really important as we dive deep into what is the Deland Gibson customer experience? How can we get? How can we improve upon that? What What do we want it to be, um, from onboarding to communication as as a client, etc., uh, or even to attaining new clients? So that's a really. Um, I, don't, I don't think many agents have client experience icons like our that experience, client experience committee developed icons 
on how we should behave and, be th and how should we be thinking when dealing with clients. And that's success through adversity, that's leading edge knowledge, and, uh, and, and that's going the extra mile. So you, you come into the office and you'll see fatheads in the wall of success through adversity being, you know, New England 3, Atlanta 28. You'll see Einstein's head and you'll see um, a mile marker plus one. So those are just some of the little things that all lead up to, um, to, to, to be able to win awards like this. Um, we also have the Dillon Gibson Giving Committee, which we've established a charitable giving entity, and we work with local nonprofits to help them. Uh, and that's just we want to give back to the communities where we work and live. And those are all pieces of the puzzle that uh, make us a unique place because we're, we're a small firm, but we try to uh, think big and, and help in as many ways we can. That's awesome. So, Ted, you mentioned um, core values and how the employees here at DG represent those day in and day out. So we, we rolled out new core values this year, actually. So what encouraged you to make this change, and how did you decide on the new core values? Well, we first went through this process uh, 10 years ago, and we had different core values then because that's how our agency was based. Over the last 10 years, we've changed a lot, and these core values really speak to who we are now and who we want uh, working at Delane Gibson. And that's really the big, that was really the big decision to, to change them because the old core values weren't reflective of Delane Gibson today. And what I've just felt has been really great since we rolled those out is we have a, um, we have a star card, which is, um, stands for special thanks and recognition where coworkers can nominate each other when they see a employee do something great, whether that encompasses our core values or our client experience icons. And we rolled this out start of um, 2020 and almost every week we have a different employee uh, nominating or recognizing a coworker of something that they did that encompassed our core values. So that is a sign that, this, that these core values are more aligned with what we're doing now uh, versus you know, where we were 10 years ago. Yeah, and to, to continue on what Ted was saying, it, 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 10 years ago we were a different agency. You know, I would say, gosh, I, how many people you think are, are still, over 10 years a lot of people, it, it, there, there's been some turnover and natural attrition um, because it's been 10 years. So, <laughs> so it, 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 it's just, we're, we're different, we look differently, we've adapted, we've, uh, we've changed. And really, the, how we came upon, um, we work with urgency, we have compassion, we're lifelong learners, we have grit, and we innovate. Um, we, the management team sat in a room and identified people in the office. And, you know, we're not going to name names, but we, we found, like, what are some of, uh, you know, really the top performers? What do they do? What makes them great? And we, we identified those core values. Because it's not stuff that we didn't want to go into you know, we can't make core values a wish list. Mm -hmm. It has to be your, your actual core values. And, 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 and you're not going to be able to just throw up generic core values in a wall and, and hope to get there. They have to be, like I said, have to be a part of you. So we felt like we just wanted to identify what we're doing really well and, and show people that, you know, who, who are doing those things that they, that's what we want and that's, that's why we're successful. So we really wanted to almost like celebrate the, the, the good things we're doing at DG 
by identifying the um, what's been uh, you know helping aid our success over the past you know, five five plus years. I remember when you told us about the new core values, you were like, these just make sense. This is what we're doing now. Like it more as a better puzzle piece to kind of fit to DG today. Yeah. And I agreed. Yeah, it just like go, going through the old core values, not that they were bad, it just, I didn't feel, uh, and Ted can probably agree, it just didn't feel connected with them as much as how we see the organization, how see where we're going, where we are now. Uh, and um, it, it certainly wasn't where we came from. But um, but things things change over time. Well, I think that ten years ago, when we were doing our core values, they were fitting where we were at that point. And, and like Chip said, and what I said, we're just a different agency, and these certainly fit where we are now. And you know, we don't foresee these changing moving into the future. That's not the point of core values. But this is where we are now. And this is what we want to use moving forward. And. Like I said, rolling out new core values every 10 years isn't probably the best way to do things, but we started this out with a lot of people that aren't here anymore, and that just doesn't apply to us. So with the core values, we also um, expressed our new strategic plan for 2020, and that came along with our one-year plan, our three-year picture, our 10-year target, and to get to that point, management use the EOS system. So can you guys explain the EOS system that has been put in place this year and how you see it as being successful for Delane Gibson? Yeah, so I would say um, we all read the book Traction, which is by Gino Wickman. It's about EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. And, you know, it kind of, it, it, it made sense. It's, and it spoke to us that we're doing a lot of things that they were talking about, but we weren't as organized. And we certainly we're holding ourselves accountable, where this, this system is kind of, if you do it right, it's idiot-proof to attack what you want to do on, in the year, what you want to do every quarter, and if you're not doing it, every week you're going to realize you're not doing it. So without getting into the, the, the weeds on how it works, it's just there's weekly accountability that, that leads you to, to know if you are yes or, or if you're no as far as getting closer to your goals. So that's made a huge difference for us. We're executing at a higher level. Um, it's, it's easier for us to, uh, like normally if you're, if you're not doing something or not doing something well, it's hard to go up and be like, hey, Abby, we need to fix this. Whereas like if you're on a, in, in a meeting and something's not done, everyone in the meeting knows that it's not there and it's more like what can we do to make it better? So it's just a difference because from being like confrontational to being like, hey, we're all on the same, same team, team and, we, and it, we're all the same team and we understand this isn't getting done. How do we get it done? Um, and so that's just how it's been. Um, obviously not calling you out, but that's just like how it works <laughs> in the meeting um, where before I would feel like there was almost some negative energy around the, the unsaid. Like people were like, well, why hasn't this person been doing that? And... And it, it wasn't brought up, and people can just feel it, 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 it's just not as organized, and it's not as uh, on, on target. So this really leaves no. It, it's it's over communicative. We all agree on what we're going to do, and we all work each other on a weekly basis to get it better. And we've all put each other in the right seats. So what that means is we're all doing. We're trying to spend as much time in, in what we do best. So whether that's sales, whether that's operations, whether that's whatever. 
we want people to be doing what they do best, and that's what the, that's a lot what this process is allowing. So, final question for the Brothers of Risk: How would you best describe the culture in a couple words at DG from your perspective? I, w- I would say, <laughs> I would say engaged, and, and some of the stuff I, I love that is like maybe TMI from a management perspective. But we'll be we'll be in a manager meeting and talking about an issue, and yes, it's an issue. But the problems we are having are just, from my perspective, awesome. Because it's like, oh, this person is selling too much. Or, oh, this person has been working extra hard and doing this. And, and so it's, it's leading to things that are outside our goals at that point in time or whatever. But it's like, I love it because people are, are engaged. They're working hard. And it's just, it's not the traditional things like so-and-so, like, like 10 years ago, we would have conversations like, hey, this person doesn't show up to work on tonight. It's like, it's this person, how, how many days later are we going to do? Are we going to have to put some other really stupid procedure in place to make people show up on time? Or, and now we're at a place where you know, the, the people aren't policing each other, employees on the floor aren't policing each other about if they're three minutes late to the office. It's more about like, hey, everyone's trusting they're doing their job. And um, it's, it's like first world problems for an insurance agency <laughs> to worry about. Uh, the things we're worrying about now. So, not to say that we don't run into serious problems. We 100% do, but it's um, it's a lot different of a conversation. Well, I think the best thing we did 10 years ago was get rid of our suggestion box. Because that really was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really a place where people box. could uh, you know unleash their unleash on everyone or passive aggressively yeah, complain. Yeah, the passive aggressive opinions and yeah, but but it, but hold on, don't. But we still have. People still give us their suggestions. It's just now it's more an open relationship with their manager where they can speak freely and not feel like people before could, I guess, didn't. They're not hiding behind a piece of paper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's the funny yes. part is a handwritten note. Yeah. <laughs> or no, a lot of them were typed, which was funny. Oh, the handwriting, yeah. Yeah. Pick up on the handwriting. Yeah, so any, anyway. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, again, to echo a lot of the things Chip said, um, in COVID, COVID-19 has changed, changed a lot of this, but I feel, I, I feel that nothing has changed from a culture standpoint, whether it was early January or January, February to and when we were seeing each other and to now when we're seeing each other sparingly, um, the teamwork is there, uh, everyone's energetic, willing to help, willing to get the job done, and it's it's just it's just really great to see that you know everyone has each other's back. We're all you know pulling on the same rope to to really achieve you know our our long term goals. Ooh, now it's our turn to ask the risky chicks. <laughs> Hot seat. Pressure's on. Yeah. Hot seat. Oh um, Ted, Ted, take away the first. Yeah. So you guys asked us this question, um, so we're gonna throw it back at you. But what does it mean for you? Um, to uh, you know, be a part of an agency that was awarded the top insurance uh, workplace. It's kind of an honor to know that you were a part of the behind the scenes and the teamwork to make it happen. So it's it's a good feeling. I think that the hard work that we all put in day in and day out is being recognized, which is really nice. I think we all see the hard work that each other is doing as a team. It can be. I mean, marketing team, I see how Commercial Lines is working so hard. I see how Personal Lines is, like, picked up. They're doing great, like, with the new marketing and everything like that. Like, it's 
I think it's just, yeah, I just think it's a testament of what we're actually doing and it's being honored. And I think everybody that works here should, should feel honored as well to Mm -hmm. see that their hard work is being portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's really, it's nice when things pay off like this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like sometimes you can work for a really long time and not see many results and then all of a sudden things start happening the right way mm-hmm. and it's just a good feeling and, and oftentimes I think as an agency what we might not do individually is take a step back and see how far we've come and celebrate that uh, because it's easy just to drive on and look at the next thing we want to accomplish but like hey we're, we're doing pretty well mm-hmm. and we should just um, celebrate and be happy and take a deep breath yeah and I think another p- aspect of the culture that I've picked up on is that the employees at DG aren't working for these awards. We're working hard, and we've earned them. It's not. It's not in our head of like, oh, I need to do this so we earn this award. It's yeah. I need to do this because point. it's my job, and yeah. this is this is what we do. This is what we're going to yeah. do anything for each other to get the work done as a team. As and a I team, think I that's what say. is is one of the cool parts about working here is that no one's working for an award. They're working to do their job, and they're working to do their job well. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're working towards our strategic plan yeah. as an agency, and these things are just the result of the execution that we've been having yeah, as a team. Right, definitely. So next question, uh, I think I'm going to answer answer this with my own version first and then see how, okay. how Risky checks <laughs> things. But uh, you, you, you both play a big role in the marketing and branding for the agency. Um, why do you think it's important to portray this in social media and internally to the company? So what I'm going to say first is what I've noticed. And what I've noticed since like, the Risky Chicks and Abby and Caitlin have been working on social media and just generally helping out and being having a consistent presence is number one, I get a lot of compliments from, from my peers, from clients. Uh, and two, I see that the quality of resumes is going up um, because I, I believe, and this might be, you know, I hope non-insurance agencies are listening to this because um, I, th- I, I think because of the hard work you two are doing, People are like, oh, this isn't super old, stale insurance. This might be actually a fun place to work. So more people are open to applying and more people are are seeing um, Delane Gibson like, oh, this is maybe uh, not you know, a start, tech startup company that might be the most sexy thing in the, in the world to, to work at, but there's a lot of similar components uh, and, and maybe more stability like 120 years of being a business and, um, uh, you know, more so uh, being recession uh, proof ish, um, (laughs) through, through tough times. So, but, uh, getting enough about me, what do you, what do you two see as, um, through, through, uh, this award? I think as our goal, when it comes to portraying us on social media, we, we knew that insurance was kind of stigmatized to being boring and plain and stale and, you know, bringing life to social media and through this podcast is a good way to portray that we are fun. You know, we want young talent to come in here. And, you know, with technology growing so rapidly, uh, it's important for us to stay on top of that when promoting our own brand and where we want to go. And with all the platforms that we're on, we spread awareness um, about us and it has the potential to reach millions of people. Yeah. So... I think yes for the talent base and getting those awesome resumes from people. We've had great people join us that mm-hmm. Abby and I love working with all the time since we've started here. But I think on the client side, they can see that we are working to get better and we're working to be trusted advisors like we always talk about. So, yeah, we preach the trust advisor, but I think 
portraying on social media, if someone were to look us up, they'd be like, oh, wow, they're like really working to learn what's happening in the industry. They're looking to really work with us and they're, they're visible and mm-hmm. they're there and we know that they're there and we can trust them with, with our insurance. And I think that pulling the whole story together through the marketing and branding has also helped us get some great clients and be able to move forward with them, uh, make, turn them from a prospect to a client. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, besides working with Chip and I, <laughs> what is your favorite part about working at Delight Gibson? Where to start? I really love working with my coworkers. I think DG has built a really great team here. And um, one thing that I really love is that, kind of like we talked about before, it's an open door policy. And, um, you know, I always feel comfortable going to management with any comments, questions, concerns, all of that. And I think it's really important to feel comfortable like that and friendly with everyone in the place that you work. You know, it doesn't really feel like you're going to work and you dread going to work every day. You're coming to an environment that you're happy to be in. I was going to say, I think my favorite part is working with everyone here. Um, my background of being on a team all the time that had that open door and had mm-hmm. basically best friends for your whole life that you could trust with anyone coming into a place that you can trust the people around you is super important to me. And that's kind of what I was looking for when I was looking for a job was the team aspect. And that stood out to me from day one. And I think that is one of my favorite parts. I also just think that um, we have fun as a team. It's not it's not just insurance questions going back and forth that you can trust people on. Like, you can go talk to anyone about anything. Yeah. If you're ever having a problem here, there, whatever. Um, so the trust goes beyond just the insurance workplace as well. And this is my first job since I graduated in college, and I'm still here. So. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, and, and we talked about how we saw the culture at DG, and how do you guys um, see the culture at DG and, and how it plays, uh, potentially plays a role uh, in, in the success of the agency? Um, I think everyone, you know, knows that teamwork makes the dream work, not to be cheesy about it, but working together and uh, putting effort and being friendly with one another. You know, I think we know that working together definitely leads to the success that we want. Yeah, I think it goes back to my comment earlier about trust, I think. Mm-hmm. The culture is very trusting of each other to get the job done, trusting of each other to work hard. Um, and I think that plays a big role in portraying it externally, too. If we trust each other as a team, then other people and other clients are going to trust you back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it makes it more real, and it makes it, um, I don't know, there's the, the result, the proof is in the pudding. You know, people, uh, we say what we're going to do, and, and, it's, and it's worked out, so. This is great. When we were trying to figure out ways to, you know, honestly promote us winning this award, I didn't really know how to do it without sounding too self-promoting. But I think this was um, a, a great conversation. Go over what we're doing at DG because a lot of the times you'll you'll see stuff about me getting on a, a on a video to talk about pandemic coverage. But this is really <laughs> the behind the scenes look at what we're doing and what we've been working so hard to uh, to be. So I guess. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, the BOR, Brothers of Risk, is going to get back on track after a little COVID break um, (laughs) because we've been lacking on our monthly podcast. But uh, shortly, we are putting together the next podcast on how we are adapting 
to be the insurance agent of the future. So I hope you can tune in uh, on that as we explain how uh, we're, we're making that a reality. Yeah, and the Rescue Chicks will be back to obsessing over the latest celebrity drama, but we're going to be doing a three-part series with Ted, actually, about the cannabis industry, interviewing a couple different people and getting different perspectives on that. So stay tuned. All right, thank you. Thank you.